on. I'm on three Z's. <laughs> Look, there goes the game. You're listening to Ithaca Now, WICB's weekly news program focused on stories in the Ithaca community. I'm your host, Beck Legato, and thank you for joining us. For tonight's show, former WICB News Director Jay Bradley, along with correspondents Laura Koch and Michael Memis, talk about the reopening of study abroad programs this semester. Well, I think, you know, it's it's certainly an interesting time for students to be going abroad. Um, study abroad doesn't look the same as it used to, even if it is up and running. Correspondents Jordan Broking and Gita Guido look at student perspectives on President Shirley Callado's departure from Ithaca College. With these happy remarks, some were quick to voice their disappointment and anger at her departure. And correspondents Emma Kirsting and Caroline Grass talked to Ithaca College students about reopening, vaccinations, and being back in college. It's like a lot more difficult to navigate school life because I'm a music major, so like it was already hard for me to like schedule like, oh, when to eat. Like I already had to do that stuff. But now because of COVID and But first, we have Hamadri Saith and myself with this week's Community Beat. A drowning was reported at an Ithaca Inlet this afternoon in the area of South Fulton Street. Ithaca police responded to the report and located the victim, but the victim was pronounced dead on the scene. The Ithaca Police Department is continuing to investigate the drowning and has not yet revealed any information about the victim. Local active COVID-19 cases in Tompkins County just broke 400 cases, as the total active number of cases reached 428 as of last Thursday. Thursday also saw the second largest number of active cases confirmed in one day, having 79 confirmed positive cases. Even with a large number of new cases arising, hospitalization rates have still remained low regardless. Most college students who have gotten a positive COVID-19 case result are, in fact, asymptomatic. A COVID-19 outbreak in the Ithaca School District has led to the health department issuing a mask mandate for grades K-6. to So far, the outbreak has affected nine staff and students. The district has also quarantined two classrooms at each school. Superintendent Stephen Netsley has said that both actions have been taken with the intention to continue the district's in-person learning, which Netsley believes is the best option. New guidelines were posted Wednesday for fully vaccinated individuals in Tompkins County. These new implements notably rule out that a fully vaccinated individuals who were exposed to a positive COVID-19 case and are asymptomatic do not need to go into quarantine. This guideline doesn't apply to people who test positive for COVID no matter if they are vaccinated or not. Receiving inspiration from the CDC and the State Department of Health, the risk for contracting or transmitting COVID-19 is marginally lowered when fully vaccinated, which is what prompted this new ruling. A September 1st scuffle at Dandy Mini Mart in Ithaca led to the arrest of Donald C. Little III, charged with menacing a police officer and criminal possession of a weapon in the fourth degree. During the dispute, Little allegedly opened a folding knife, quote-unquote, aggressively near a police officer. 
Little has been placed on a $1,000 cash bail in the Tompkins County Jail by Honorable Judge Seth Peacock. After being found guilty for attempted online enticement of a minor, an Ithaca resident has been sentenced to 13 years in prison. Jeffrey Blake, a 51-year-old male, was initially arrested in 2019 for sending explicit text messages to the mother of two girls in order to, quote, engage in sex acts with them. An undercover cop who was maintaining communication with Blake described that Blake assured the children that it would not be painful and he would take precautions to prevent the 13-year-old from getting pregnant. For WICB News, I'm Beck Legato. For Beck Legato, I'm Madri Said. Welcome back to Ithaca Now on 92 WICB. I'm your host, Beck Legato. Study abroad programs in colleges across the country, and in fact most of the world, have been suspended for the last year and a half. Now with vaccination rates rising and things opening up again, many colleges, including Ithaca College, have resumed their study abroad programs. Former news director Jay Bradley, who is currently in London, along with correspondent Laura Koch, currently in L.A., and correspondent Michael Memis talk about what it's like to be studying abroad right now, especially as concerns about the Delta variant continue to hinder the reopening process. Hollywood, the British Museum, the Spanish Coast, downtown Seoul, Buckingham Palace, all these places and more have been or will be visited by Ithaca College students this year as Ithaca's Los Angeles and London campuses open again for the first time since over a year ago. And other students take part in different study abroad adventures. I think, you know, it's it's certainly an interesting time for students to be going abroad. Um, study abroad doesn't look the same as it used to, even if it is up and running um, and probably won't look the same for, for some time. Rachel Gould, director of study abroad and international programs at IC, says that there are 36 students in London this semester with about 17 students out in other places in the world. This is a bit of a decrease from typical years with fall semesters typically having between 50 and 80 students in London. And while some other study abroad programs that the school is affiliated with returned earlier, Ithaca College's own abroad selections were put on hold because of the pandemic. For the students, this means that plans established in the early semesters of college to go abroad at this time or another were postponed or had to be abandoned. For those who ran the study abroad programs, like Associate Director of IC's London Center, Orlov McCormick, the onset of the pandemic was a dramatic challenge. It was a massive transition for everyone. We all worked from home, and then we were obviously looking forward to welcoming an autumn term, autumn 2020, and a decision was made that that wasn't going to be able to happen because of obviously the ongoing COVID issue. So um, that was deferred. So we didn't have an academic year for the 2021 mm -hmm. um, year. So that was strange for us. Obviously, we're a small team. And then, yeah, it's just been constant sort of planning for you guys to arrive. But with the pandemic still ongoing, things at the London Centre are not a perfectly normal semester abroad. Arrival required extra paperwork and tests. Students have to provide COVID tests at least twice a week. Group trips are not being planned. Most students are in prearranged housing. And students are currently not allowed to leave England, according to Gould, because of constantly changing border restrictions and quarantine requirements between countries. So that means that students are not necessarily getting um, that wide 
a variety of different countries to visit, but they're getting a more in-depth experience in the country that they're going to, and there are definitely positive elements to that. This volatility was immediately apparent before arrival, as England only lifted its quarantine requirement for vaccinated U.S. visitors on August 2nd, 13 days before students landed. Violently, a senior in London is optimistic about it. I'm kind of grateful that we kind of have to stay in London because we really get to experience the city like you're not gonna get bored here living here for four months and like obviously I wish I could go to other places in Europe but I think this is kind of cost effective too and I'm I'm just enjoying London so far. Every student in London, LA or elsewhere in the world has a different reason for doing it now and many like Lee have had their dreams of taking part in a study abroad program shifted around due to the pandemic. I actually wanted to go to France my junior year and COVID sort of ruined that whole thing. <laughs> like I wanted to go to France and I wanted to do like a language immersion uh, abroad program. I always thought that the IC London Center was really interesting and cool, but I, that wasn't what I planned on doing when I, when I got to school. And so junior year, I just had to sort of give that up. I knew I wasn't gonna be able to go abroad last semester. So I looked into coming to London and it, it worked out that a bunch of my friends also wanted to do it. So I just was like, okay, like I've lost a year of college. I'll go to London. Why not? In Los Angeles, this was most apparent, given that the school offered the opportunity to recently graduated seniors too, making 20 of the 78 students in the West Coast program those who recently attended commencement this past spring. A big selling point for these programs too, aside from just being able to take classes and see the sights and culture of the locations, are the different opportunities for professional work and internships. In London, they work with others to place students based on their needs and resume, while in LA, students work to find their own opportunities. Of course, the pandemic complicated this too, said senior Marina Bryan, who'd already had a study abroad experience upended after being sent home from London in spring 2020. I was really worried that I just would not be able to find anything, especially since a lot of places either still aren't taking interns or all of the internships are remote. And so I was just very happy to get one before I came out to LA that alleviated some of my stress. But it's, you know, very common for most people to still arrive and not have one. But then within the first week of being here, pretty much everyone already had something. In London, the placements available were reduced, and some students in both LA and London have remote internships. While a bit disappointing to some, it has worked out for others. And of course, challenges exist now with in-person work too. I think it's unfortunate that some people are remote and some people are in person because I feel like everyone deserves the opportunity to be in person for their work placement. But I also know that, you know, some Zoom classes were better remotely. So some work placements might be better remotely and the workload might be easier to do just on your computer and working from home. And that's, you know, when we graduate college, some jobs might be like that. So even if it doesn't mirror the experiences of past semesters pre-COVID, many students that I've spoken to here and my colleagues spoke to in L.A., are just happy to finally get to do this important travel semester and add it to their college experience. Los Angeles is, you know, one of the entertainment capitals of the world and there's a lot going on out here. So just to be out here in person and be able to meet, you know, professionals working in the industry as well as alums who are working out in LA, as well as, you know, going to tapings of shows and going to the different studio tours out here. I think all of that just together is a great experience. And I think it 
you know, is really important to me to make those connections and just get all of that and take it in while I'm out here because, you know, I may or may not end up staying out here after I graduate. And so it's just really nice to see all of it. From London, from Michael Memes in Ithaca and Laura Cook in LA, I'm Jay Bradley, WICB News. London City. After a contentious term spent in Ithaca College, especially in recent times with the widespread criticism of the APP process in Ithaca College last semester, IC President Shirley Cayado recently stepped down from her position, a move first announced by the college's Board of Trustees in July. Correspondents Jordan Broking and Gia Guido take a closer look at the circumstances surrounding the resignation and what some Ithaca College students have to say about it. Before the start of the fall 2021 semester at Ithaca College, the school's leadership changed. President Shirley M. Collado stepped down from her role of president last Monday morning. The news was announced in July by the college's board trustees. In an email sent out to students, faculty, and alumni, the board's chair David Lissy and vice chair Jim Nolan stated Collado would be leaving her position at the end of August to take on the role of president and CEO of the higher education program, College Track. College Track is a program that works to help students who face systemic barriers complete their college careers. The organization released their own statement on the same day Koyala's departure was announced, calling her next role a win for both College Track and students everywhere. The Board of Trustees has also sent their best wishes to Koyato and called her a change agent at the school. They reflected on her leadership with implementing the college's five-year strategic plan, Ithaca Forever, and for bringing the importance of affordable and accessible higher education to campus. But with these happy remarks, some were quick to voice their disappointment and anger at her departure. Many students voiced their opinions on the matter through the college's Instagram page, where a post about Collada was shared. Within those comments, students had numerous issues with how Collada ran the college. The biggest grievance being Collado and Provost Cornish's acceptance of the shape of the college plan. The shape of the college is part of Ithaca forever. This plan aims to set the college up for what the board trustees called a sustainable future, as school works to resize its campus and student population. However, with this strategy, the college cut 116 faculty positions last February and more than 200 staff members, a move many say should not have happened especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. In the comments section of the Instagram post, some students feel that Collado left the college before dealing with the consequences of her role in the shape of the college plan. One user named Wallace Petruzziello said Collado, quote, did permanent damage to the college and now she's leaving before it's her problem, end quote. Another user named Dylan R1226 also stated, quote, I've never been so happy and pissed. Yeah, she's finally leaving, but good lord, she did a lot of damage, and now she's just dipping. End quote. A newly formed Ithaca College alumni organization also spoke out on Collado's departure. The Ithaca College Alumni Against Austerity posted on their own Instagram story a reflection of Collado's newest job at College Track, saying in part, The woman who was at the helm of an institution that charged over $65,000 a year for tuition is now advocating for breaking down systemic barriers. Newsflash, at IC, she was the barrier, end quote. 
Others, however, were quick to come to Collado's defense and thanked her for her service as Ithaca College's president. One user named Jay Deland shared that he worked with Collado in the past and that the realities of the college were challenging when she first arrived. He continued by saying she handled them with first principles and care, and people should be applauding her. Another user also pointed at Collado being the college's first person of color president and how it was a pleasure to witness her leading the college. Collado released her own statement via email to the campus population. She stated how the transition from IC to college track was bittersweet and one of the most difficult decisions she ever had to make. She also said the entire college community will be her IC family forever, and it's been her greatest honor to serve as president. Collado will stay at the college until the end of the calendar year as a senior advisor to interim president Lejeune Cornish as of August 30th. Cornish served as provost under Collado's administration and has since said via email to the campus community that she is honored to take on this role. She also expressed her gratitude towards Collado. WICB has reached out to the college's director of public relations for comment from both Collado and Cornish. Cornish will remain as interim president throughout the 2021-2022 academic year. No word yet on how and when the next president of Ithaca College will be decided on, but we will keep you updated on the story. For WICB News, I'm Jordan Brokang. With Ithaca College finally having returned to fully in-person this semester, the college experience is now looking entirely different from the past year for students, especially for many sophomores and transfer students who never got to experience the college in person before this. WICB News correspondents Emma Kirsting and Caroline Grass talked to students on campus about their thoughts on the in-person semester, what they're looking forward to, and their thoughts on vaccinations and the return of large social gatherings. For WICB News, I'm Emma Kirsting, reporting with Caroline Grass. Ithaca College has finally returned to a full campus, requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for students and highly encouraging faculty and staff to get vaccinated as well. As of August 26th, 99% of the student population was fully vaccinated against COVID-19. While the majority of students at IC are protected from COVID, masks are still required indoors as positive cases are rising due to the Delta variant. Here's how some students are feeling about COVID policies this semester. My name is Sierra. I'm an RA and I'm also a sound recording technology major. Um, I'm technically a sophomore, but I'm also kind of a junior. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Griffin Frechette. I'm a junior transfer student from Massachusetts, Boston area. Uh, this is my first semester here. I'm a journalism major. It's like a lot more difficult to navigate school life because I'm a music major. So like it was already hard for me to like schedule like, oh, when to eat? Like I already had to do that stuff. But now because of COVID and all of the budgeting things everything is understaffed not just the RA stuff but like also like kitchen stuff that's why the hours are so weird so the fact that the hours are so weird plus I have such a busy hectic schedule it just really sucks like um what is it the, like the bakery and the towers marketplace not being open Monday through Wednesday very inconvenient Griffin Frechette is a transfer student from University of Missouri and feels that the pandemic had a large influence on his decision to transfer to Ithaca College. 
If the pandemic didn't happen, I honestly wouldn't be transferring. A lot of the things that did or didn't happen there were largely all related to COVID and it was the linchpin in so many of the decisions I made and the nail in so many of the coffins, which drove me to look for a new start, especially socially. It took away so many social opportunities since I only had one full semester there that I felt like I wasn't home. Like I didn't have a home there. It wasn't my place. And since it was a very Greek life oriented school and that is not me, unless you were in one of those organizations where they kept you in constant contact, COVID sort of stripped that social platform away from you. So a lot of my decision to come here was social. Resident assistant Sierra Winter Kleppel elected to take the spring 2021 semester remote from her home in Nevada. Here's why she made that decision. Yeah, so my family really didn't feel safe for me to go out there um, or come out here, I guess, um, because I'm all the way from Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very far. So my like mom and my grandparents didn't feel comfortable with the idea of me coming out to school so far away and then like potentially something happening. And like uh, we like witnessed it like with like the RA like COVID scare uh, during training, like, it, like I imagine it would have been like that, but like way worse. And, and especially since the vaccine wasn't out yet when last semester rolled around. So like that also added like a level of fear because now at least like if that stuff does happen, I can take comfort in the fact that I'm vaccinated. But otherwise it's like, it was just too scary of a thought for like me getting sick and then being alone and my family having to deal with that or vice versa, my family getting sick and then me having to deal with that by myself, which is actually happening right now, which is very unfortunate. But staying home, I think, was a very good decision. Like, I heard most of my friends stayed home last semester as well. Only one of my friends were on campus and they were like, it just wasn't like as good as it could have been type of thing and they said it was very weird and I just hear all these things about like (laughs) weird stuff which makes sense because we were in a pandemic but like I wouldn't want to have to deal with that like things are already really different now I couldn't imagine being on campus and having to deal with that and the pandemic at the same time. At this time Ithaca College has required all students to be fully vaccinated before returning to campus and is requiring all students, faculty, and staff to wear masks indoors no matter their vaccination status. Current Ithaca College students have similar thoughts on how the college has been handling the pandemic so far with vaccinations, testing, and social distancing. I think it's like meh. Because, like, it's it's required for students to get vaccinated. There are exceptions, and obviously there's, like, um, the religious exceptions and then health exceptions, which is understandable. But then, as we learned, they don't require teachers and professors to get vaccinated. And I actually had a conversation with one of my instructors recently about that. And she explained to me that, like, 70 or 77% of faculty is vaccinated currently which is way lower than like the 90 something percent of student body that's vaccinated um and that includes like 
um, facilities people um, and stuff like that so that is kind of aggravating and uh, like I know a lot of people wouldn't want to like sign up for classes with a specific teacher if they knew the situation Um, but apparently that number is growing every day since the vaccine like got approved by like the FDA or something Mm -hmm. Um, so apparently that percentage is growing but um, I wish they would make it more accessible to get information about COVID because like every uh, I've heard multiple people trying to get tested now is a lot harder than it was last semester and last semester is really easy to get um, tested but this semester you got to jump through a lot of hoops and I also don't think that a lot of teachers um, are like remembering that we're still in a pandemic because like I think they're jumping into it like way too quickly because like in ensemble like we have like mask instrument mask and like the ppe things like for my instrument they really don't do anything like there's no way to block the the air in a bassoon like for a like a flute or a clarinet like sure it works and like for like the brass instruments as well but like for a bass clarinet and a bassoon and like the bigger like woodwind instruments there is no way to block are like wind from coming out so they they have a lot of like fake measures when it comes to that stuff and then also like a lot of teachers aren't offering online zoom like outright because we're not an online university um so that as well is irritating like you have to like specifically ask your teacher if something happens Mm -hmm. and i don't think every teacher would be accommodating for that I obviously am very appreciative of the fact that they make everybody get vac- vaccinated, and I do wish they were requiring testing for everybody, at least in residential. Testing being only available when you feel sick is, I think, a mischaracterization of the problem we have here, which is when they already feel sick, they've already spread it. So, like, I, I personally think that we should be tested at least once every week, but other than that, I think... I think they've done fine. Like many others, sophomore transfer student Leah Lynn did summer most school last year, but being in college in person has been a very different experience for her. I'm Leah. I'm from Wethersfield, Connecticut. I'm majoring in writing for film, TV, and emerging media. At my former college, I did a quarter of virtual learning um, for 10 weeks on Zoom and Blackboard. As the school year continues with classes being fully in-person, here's what Leah is most looking forward to. I do like the in-person learning a lot. I feel like the uh, teaching is much more interactive, so I think I retain a lot more, and there's more pressure on you to do better in school because you're around your peers, you're around professors who want you to succeed, Whereas online, you can just get away with doing the bare minimum or not doing much at all, and you can't really get to meet people either. So I definitely prefer the in-person, and I think it helps us learn more. Because a lot of students are fully vaccinated, they're more eager to take part in the big social aspects of college, like parties, which they're attending unmasked. But students have varying views on this subject. 
I think I'm personally still uncomfortable in a lot of those situations. Like I remember the uh, the Club Glow event, which they had. It was this big dance party. It was a lot of just like glow sticks and different things like that. There was a DJ, there was a photo booth. And I think just like what you were, what you were sort of talking about, it was a big event. It was for transfer students and sophomores. So because it was outside, a lot of people assumed that they didn't need to wear a mask, which I get. A lot of times I do that too. I'm double vaccinated and sometimes I forget myself, but like being in that massive crowd of people just dancing definitely reminded me of the situation we're in. And I probably myself won't be attending any parties for a while just because I don't personally feel safe with that, but I am also not necessarily the type of person to knock someone else's behavior if they are vaccinated, so. I'm trying to stay away from that. Um, if I am in a large group or inside, I'm always wearing my mask, even outside sometimes if you're around people. I try to keep the mask on. Um, I think I'm not totally comfortable with any large gatherings yet, but I think we're trying to do the best we can here to combat the spread with vaccines and the mask wearing. So I hope things will be okay, but personally I'm not fully ready for all that yet. Um, obviously, as an RA, I see a lot of that. I just think it's really um, irresponsible because um, like I understand like you're really excited to get back into college and like be with your friends again and hang out but you like just large gatherings like that with like people that you don't know first of all I've never been a party person <laughs> I, I've never liked parties in general um, so I never saw the appeal of going to like really crowded parties where like it's like sardines in a room and I'm just imagining that happening again since parties are coming back and I'm like we're still in a pandemic and like even though a lot of students are required to get vaccinated a lot of people are going off campus for parties and you don't know who's vaccinated at those mm -hmm. like that's very unknown like I know it's usually like Ithaca and Cornell kids but there could be like other kids that are from out of state or other kids that are from different colleges and it's like you're really putting yourself at risk when you do that especially like with the new variant it can still affect us and not like as much as like covid would have and it's not like as drastic but i don't think anyone's having a lot of like um like awareness for people who aren't vaccinated on campus and the danger they're putting them in and i don't think like a lot of people are being um like socially aware of that and it's really frustrating and like I wish people would think before they just go have a party and like I've I've seen some of my friends do it and it's really annoying and I just like try to stay away from it obviously we can't lecture everybody but like just knowing better and then not being afraid to not go to a party even though all of your friends are going to a party mm -hmm. And that because like if one person at that party has COVID, it's gonna be so hard to trace that. Cause how how do you like when they contact tracing, how do you just say, oh yeah, I was at a party, <laughs> and there are a lot of people there that you yeah. don't know, but like you had like one-on-one -on -one interactions with them, so they would be like, 
exposed. So like, just it's just baffling. According to newly published guidance for fully vaccinated individuals in Tompkins County, fully vaccinated people who are exposed to a positive COVID-19 case but are asymptomatic do not need to quarantine. Fully vaccinated individuals exposed to a positive case should avoid contact when possible with those who are unvaccinated or immunocompromised. Reporting for WICB News, this has been Caroline Grass and Emma Kirsting. That's all for this edition of Ithaca Now. You can listen to all of our stories on WICB.org. And if you'd like to listen to past stories, follow WICB on SoundCloud and subscribe to Ithaca Now to hear full shows anywhere, anytime. Also subscribe to the latest to hear our daily newscast every weekday. Just search WICB News Presents on your favorite podcast app. For more updates throughout the week, follow WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show wouldn't happen without the support and assistance from the manager of television and radio operations, Jeremy Menard, WICB station manager, Connor Hibbard, and programming director, Lou Barron. Ithaca Now is produced by news director, Hamadri Saith, and this week's correspondents, Jay Bradley, Laura Koch, Michael Memis, Jordan Broking, Gia Guido, Emma Kirsting, and Caroline Grass. All of the music from our show's intro and outro comes from Dr. Dundiff of Louisville, Kentucky. Have any feedback, story ideas, just want to say hi? Feel free to reach out by emailing news at WICB.org. We will be back with a full episode of Ithaca Now at 7 p.m. next Sunday. I'm Beck Legato, and thank you for listening to Ithaca Now on WICB.